Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Thank you so much for checking us out on TuneIn, SiriusXM, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. Look, they remain the number one source for all your sports betting this season and any season. That's where you're going to find all the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game training. Game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to betonline.ag and join up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That is only when you use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your reward. Bet Online, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the show. Uh, I just couldn't wait. Uh, there's too much going on. Um, free agency is right around the corner. We are taping this on a Wednesday at 1.46 Pacific time. So if the Bears trade the number one pick uh, and we go a little crazy on the audio, forgive us. But I'm bringing in my tidy guy, David Raspoli, to talk about all the major storylines happening right now over the next week and over the next two months. What's up, Dave? Oh, baby. I am I'm juiced, Joe. I think that's that's the way to describe it. I'm freaking juiced i texted you i said it has been too long my friend we need to jump on the horn we need to talk about all things football all things bears all things draft and you said let's just hit record let's just get it on let's just get it down on tape let's put in some tape shall we uh so my first question to you joey yes storylines let's hit it well just this is just an overall feeling mm-hmm is this the most jazzed you've ever been as a Bears fan heading into free agency, the draft? Like, can you ever remember a time where it feels like the tide could honestly shift finally? That's a great question. I was thinking about this the other day of I, excitement is tough, right? Because I, I don't want to say how excited I am for a team, a Bears team that could very well maybe only win five or six games next year, right? But the direction that we're going in is is definitely something that has me intrigued. And I think the word that I want to use is anticipation. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most anticipated off-seasons that I've probably ever experienced. A yes. couple that kind of came to mind really quickly. Um, if you go back, if you remember when we were – uh, I think we were both living in Los Angeles at the time. We get a phone call. All of a sudden, Brandon Marshall is on his way to the Chicago Bears. And then a couple days after that, they sign a guy like Martellus Bennett. And you're starting to have these fantasies of what a Bears offense could look like post Lovey Smith era. I remember that anticipation. Um, me and you watched Mitch Trubisky get drafted with the number two overall pick. Um, there was anticipation heading into the draft because we felt like they were going to take a quarterback. We thought it was going to be Deshaun Watson. It wasn't. Anticipation turned into years of hell and then the other one that maybe goes on there is that 2019 season you know that off season heading into you know we played so well after the double doink what happens you know let's just do a little nip and tuck and then let's just get excited for just going back and maybe going to the super bowl that very next year but dave there's so much to go through let's hit the obvious ones the bears currently have the number one pick overall in the draft everyone knows this they're currently sitting at over 90 million dollars in open cap space we know this but Dave, the news this week about A, some of the stuff that we learned at the Combine about these quarterbacks, and B, Ryan Pohl's doing this press tour, talking to Peter King, talking to anybody on the street who's willing to listen, and honestly showing the most personality that I've heard from him in a long time, and even being as confident enough to say that he already knows he can get 
2024 and possibly a 2025 first round pick in a deal that's already been proposed to him. So your move rest of the NFL, I mean, are, are we building ourselves up here too much, Dave? Do we need to calm down? Do we need like a wet towel or something just to kind of dab the sweat from our brow? Like, are we eating the spicy food too fast at the dinner is what I'm asking. Like, is this, is this, are you as, are you as jacked? Is this the most anticipated off season for you as a Bears fan in your lifetime? I think it is, Joey. And I think it's okay to allow us to be in that place, Joey. I think as Bears fans, we have always gone into everything waiting for the other shoe to drop because it always does. And it's a smelly shoe and it's a large shoe and it is dropped. And sometimes it drops right on our throat. And look, how many times have we been in this situation where we're, we're super jazzed about a situation then we get super disappointed free agency rolls around last year we're going oh maybe it's gonna be uh juju aj brown and then they start to get signed and then we end up with equinemius saint brown and dante pettis mm-hmm. so we're conditioned as i will just say chicago sports fans joey to expect to inevitably be let down what makes this exciting to me though is we are truly looking at a clean slate here. I mean, if we let Monty go, we are talking night and day team. We will not be able to recognize who we are week one of 2023, I think. So that to me is different. You talked about the Jay Cutler years. We were like, we were always adding a piece or two, which fe- which always felt like we just needed one or two pieces. Here we're in a place going, look, we're not going to be a Super Bowl contender in 2023, 2024. But we are we are starting from scratch, and we have never been set up better to build that team. And I think that's what's exciting. It feels like, you know, we're an artist. We get a blank canvas this time around, and now we get to really experience experiment and see what we can do with the most cap in the league the best um draft capital as far as sitting in the number one overall spot it's like those two things rarely line up for a team that's the huge part because inherently you know when a team is three and 14 you know you're going to want to return you're going to want to turn over the whole roster right that's the obvious point but the great point that you're making is that the bears actually have the tools the flexibility the cash to actually begin turning around this team in earnest with actual tangible things instead of going out and signing uh, Taylor Gabriel or what was it? The Miami Dolphins tight end that we signed in the Ryan Pace era that only caught like four passes. I can't yes. even think of the dude's name. Shame on me. Um, but but Dave, no, you're right. And that's what's so exciting about it. And I think that's why as the days continue to click off the calendar, I'm just kind of like begging us to like move this along. Give us some more news here because it is going to be so exciting. You, you, you nicked on one point. And um, I think this is my opinion. I want to hear what you, you're saying is that, you know, free agency coming up is next week. And I do think that we're going to be active, but I think active, let's not confuse active with entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think of all the three prongs of what we're going to see um, the, and I'm using them in three categories, the free agency, um, the trade market and the draft. I think free agency is going to be the most boring trade yes. will probably be the most quiet draft will be most exciting. And I think draft obviously with draft capital that perhaps we get back when we do trade. So, you know, the trade kind of goes into two different circles there. What do you think the bears are going to do free agency wise? I mean, is there one guy right now 
can you like hang your hat on and say, I think the Bears are going to go sign this guy. And I, I think it is going to be boring. I think we're going to see a lot of depth guys. I think we're going to see a lot of second shelf, second tier type players. What say you? Well, maybe we can almost take a step back because I feel like all of these, the three things you mentioned are so interconnected. Mm-hmm. That it's almost like you can't talk about one without talking about the other, because whether what we do in free agency, they all inform each other is going to inform exactly what we do in the draft and what we have to do in the draft or what we don't have to do in the draft and vice versa. Same thing with the trades. So to me, it makes sense, as Poles was saying, to try and make a deal as far as knowing if we're going to trade back or not before free agency so we can have an idea of what we need to go after in free agency you know if ryan poles uh you know is will anderson or bust let's say Mm -hmm. and he's only willing to go back to two three four maybe to get will anderson or maybe Jalen Carter's still at the top of his board. That's also going to affect do we go after a DT or not in free agency and and who we have to go after in free agency. There, if we move back to nine, you know, let's say with the Panthers, there's we could get the top cornerback. And so then maybe we're not doing that in free agency. But if in free agency, the, you know, the the uh, a couple of cornerbacks have just come come on the market in the last two days that we've realized that teams aren't going to franchise tag and they're going to let test the the open market. So there are just so many variables, which yeah. is why I'm just like, I'm waiting for the phone alert. I don't know what it's going to be. You know, it's like, I don't know if it's going to be the news of us trading back. I don't know if it's going to be news of us, you know, let me ask you this. We've we've talked about so many hypotheticals. Why don't you and I talk about dream case scenarios? Give me your plan A and your plan B of like, this is what I want polls to do. And this is talking about moving back in the draft, where we're targeting, and then how we utilize free agency. Right. And I'm going to use it. I'm going to go through the prism of kind of what we know right now. And what we know right now is that there is some smoke and some buzz that the Chicago Bears are going to try and trade, at least make that first trade of trading out of the number one pick um, before free agency starts. And you just alluded to, you know, why would they do that? My dream scenario would look something like like this. Hit it. Um, the first one is um, I kind of think I think the move is to do Juwan Taylor, the right tackle from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think the idea is to give him money. Um, The reason for that is um, now is the time to spend maybe not on the premium left tackle position because our offense isn't ready, but it is time to fortify that side of the field. In In free agency in general, I think you need to go after, you know, I think you need to go after professionals and then you need to think you have to go after them in the trenches. We are going to sign a linebacker of some kind. I think a Colts linebacker, but for me, Dave, it doesn't matter. I mean, if there's a three technique guy out there um, that fits this scheme and you're still thinking about taking a Jalen Carter, do it both. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially in the offensive line. I think that is even more paramount. Sign some guys, some professionals on that roster. So if you do draft the guy, you can ease him in a little bit and not get his doors blown off early on in the season and maybe wreck his confidence. And if the guy turns into a swing guy in the first year, we all know how injuries happen. You can kind of, you know, bring him along a little bit slowly. The big one though, Dave, which leads to our dream scenario is the reason why I think the bears 
or hopefully trying to trade that number one pick is because I think they want to use some of that draft capital to make a trade for somebody this year, right? Now, you're saying to yourself, oh, well, you know, Ryan, pa- Ryan Poles tore it down. He wants to build it the right way. Well, whether you like the Chase Claypool trade or not, that is something that Ryan Poles said, hey, you know, we need to find a, um, a talent certain player now. I want to bring someone in right now to show Justin Fields that, hey, we mean business and we're going to try and put some people around you. I don't think that you're going to find that offensive weaponry in free agency. I just don't believe in that. So my question is, are you trying to get some draft capital now? Because let's just take a look at a team like the Buccaneers right now. Yesterday, just let go of their left tackle, Donovan Smith, and a week ago, let go of their running back, Leonard Fournette. Are you telling me right now that they're trying to reload? Are you telling me right now that maybe they're trying to strip it down for a year and see if they can get into the Caleb Williams and Drake May sweepstakes? And what I'm getting at a little bit is Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Players like that. I know we've Mm -hmm. talked a lot about DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of different trade candidates out there. But I am curious to see if Ryan Poles would like to maybe add a couple more, um, you know, add, add a couple more things onto the pile that he can use now to get involved in the market for somebody that can bring you a return that would help the team right in this moment, even if he is, God forbid, 30 years old. He's so old. <laughs> you know, that can maybe help Justin Fields um, in the short term while you're also thinking long term as well. And Dave, I think that could be the dream scenario of you're bringing in guys that can help the team next year and beyond. You're signing guys that can also help and fortify the depth and the talent, overall talent on the roster. And you're also trying to manipulate and get enough capital to draft young players in this year's draft. All three phases all working at the same time. And I hope that's why he's trying to trade that number one pick right now. And where would you want him to go back to? Where do you feel comfortable with trade oh, going I'm, back to? Dude, I've I've been on board with I'll go, I'll go pretty much anywhere. Dave, I'll go 30, pretty 31. No, no, so <laughs> pretty much anywhere means I'll probably stop at the Buccaneers at 19. Okay. Oh, that's far back. That, that is, is far, far back, back. But here, but you know what you're getting in return, though, Dave. You are getting in that deal, Mike Evans, three first round picks, two or three second and a round picks, ship. yeah, and a, a free pirate ship. Yeah, we'll Dave. get a pirate ship for nineteen, buddy. Vinny Testaverde comes to your birthday party and sings you happy birthday. <laughs> War- yeah. yeah, Warren Sapp will follow Warren you Sapp. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstott will also come. Too as yeah. well and i'm pretty it. sure at, at some point we, we can own the tampa bay lightning if right we trade so out so look no 19. Look, is that is that my ideal scenario no but that's probably my threshold i mean i know they're not out there but the commanders at 15 the buccaneers at 19 i think those are the home run change your franchise type of deals where not only are you getting probably players now like for the commanders give us chase young and multiple first rounders i'll go back to 15 dude I'll go back to 15 and take a wide receiver right away, right? These are the things that you have to do. And everyone, and I I love this conversation that we're having where David's like, well, these are just young prospects. We don't know if they're all going to pan out, which is a very solid, valid argument. But Dave, with all these picks, those picks can turn into real NFL players. Yes. Like, do you want Stefan Diggs on your team? You know what it's going to cost? Uh, money and picks. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. So 15 and 19 is probably the farthest I would go back. I think the ideal scenario right now, Dave, I want to hear what you think is probably nine, uh, you know, Carolina and nine is probably that sweet spot where you're still getting someone of a top shelf level at their respective position with the tons of draft capital 
um, and you're still feeling pretty good about yourself, maybe you can even get a player here on Believe in Bears. We said, you know, could Brian Burns be involved in a deal for the nine to the one? I think that's kind of where you go. What say you? Yeah, I love everything you're saying. And, and to be honest, we're we're on very similar pages. Uh, I'll also throw in, in the mix. I wouldn't mind DJ Moore. Uh, yes. a, a 26 young, years old, a young, that's as old as Velas Jones. Um, it is. And he is a guy who, who has shown year after year, he has done a lot with a little under center. Um, and he has not yet hit that prime. I think he's a great target. Uh, I love, I love the call with the Panthers, Joey, moving back to nine. The way I've been thinking about it, the more I've dug into this year's draft class and drafts as a whole and rookies, and I by no means am a film guy or a prospect expert. But I will say, from the people who do do this for a living, they are not keen on this class top to bottom. A lot of them said there are 20 players they feel like have first round grades. Mm. I think we can't look at this draft in a vacuum. I think we're getting a, people tend to get thirsty. They're like, we got to get the best wide receiver in this year's draft class. Well, first off, I don't. Who think, is it? Yeah, who yeah. is it? And how would they have matched up last year's class? I would. I would take Jahan Dotson, who was the sixth or fifth wide receiver off the board. I forget it was him or Traylon Burks over any of these guys in this class. And obviously the Chris Olaves and Garrett Wilson's are leagues above any of these guys. I think we need to look at this class and say, what is this class deep in? To me, it's running back tight end. Um, it's, it's got some good old line guys to put up at the top. Same thing with some pass rushers. Cornerback looks to be uh, uh, moderately deep too. As yes. Well. Yes. It, it, it tends to be like, very deep in tier two. And that's the same thing with kind of wide receivers. It is a deep class of like these like tier two slot only smaller type guys. And to be honest, those aren't really things that we're going to use to build around anyways. So I feel like those are the things we should go. Okay. This is what we should be looking at in free agency and, and trades. And then we need to take the strengths of this year's drafts. Like, Everyone's linking, you know, Mike Gusecki to us and all these random tight ends. It's like, no, let's draft another tight end who's going to be on our team for years with Cole Komet. You know, pass catchers doesn't have to be wide receivers. That can also yeah. mean uh, running backs out of the backfield and tight ends for Justin Fields. So, and Justin Fields has shown great chemistry with tight ends. You know, even in the preseason when he was lighting up, what's his name? Uh, what was that random tight end oh, that never um, did anything again, but that had the game of his life? Exactly. Uh, Horstead. Exactly. Just for Horstead. Horstead. Thank you. Exactly. But let's get another athletic tight end in, in a very deep class. Let's take what the draft is giving us mm -hmm. in, in 2023. And then I think you're onto something, Joey. My top of my top would be Mike Evans. We need that true alpha, both on the field and off the field. And I think that's worth its weight in gold. I'm not a I'm not above DeAndre Hopkins. I understand he is not the DeAndre Hopkins we all knew, but I think the value he could bring to both Justin Fields and a young receiving core, I think that is priceless. And I think that is worth its weight in gold. And we need to understand too, 
that Justin Fields, if we want him to improve as a passer, we have to lock in his first read. We have to yeah. make that a sure thing that he does not think about that under center ever. He just goes, my first read is a lock. I can throw it to him and he is going to go get it. There are very few names out there that can do that. DeAndre Hopkins is definitely one of those. Mike Evans is definitely one of those. There are a few other names out there, but honestly, in the free agent class, we're looking at the top of the top being Jacoby Myers, a dude who's freaking allergic to the end zone. It, it's not going to come from free agency. It's got to come from a trade, and it's not going to come from this draft class. There are no alphas. I have a few guys that I like that are like X receiver types, but we're talking day three, day four guys here from smaller mm-hmm. schools. Like, you know, I learned my lesson last year when I fell in love with Jalen Tolbert because outside of George Pickens, he was the only one whose body type even remotely resembled an X receiver outside of the first round guys. And look, he never even got on the field in Dallas. This is just like the way it works out with these things. These guys have an uphill battle and it's very rare that they work out. So what do I want the Bears to do? I want them to trade out of one before free agency. I think it's with the Texans. They move just mm. one spot back, okay? Interesting. We're, we just mm. move we we just go back to two before free agency, okay? Word gets out causing that's going to cause the frenzy among all the quarterback needy teams because now they know that there's no way they can jump the Texans and the Texans want a quarterback. They've made that clear. So that means all these teams are going to be fighting to go. Who's one on their board? Is is it is it one on our board, or can we get our can we get our one guy on our board by moving up, or can we get the two guy because we feel like there's a drop off after two? And I think what's working to our favor is like we've talked about is this Anthony Richard kid Richardson kid is freaking so fun and dynamic, and he destroyed the combine, and he could be one on some people's boards, and I think that works to our advantage, because nobody knows, nobody's going to tell anybody this time around. This isn't going to be the year where everyone's like, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff going, like, you know. So here's my only thing with that, is that if the Texans move up to one in your scenario, yeah, I think that they almost have to tell their fan base who their guy is before the draft happens. I mean, 49ers you're telling me they didn't. 49ers didn't. That's, that's true. That's true. And, and, and they drafted way before. And the reason they didn't is because they wanted to hold the cards for all of the other quarterback needy teams. I mean, because that was yep. another year that the, I mean, the Panthers still needed it. The Broncos did. We were, we were way back there. We weren't even in their, in their rear view mirror. Um, uh, the, the Patriots, you know, they were all just like this year. There's so many hungry teams. So if we move to two, then we go out to all those teams. Now the Colts really got to cough it up way more than they would have from going into four yeah. to one. Because I don't think, I don't think the Colts are a destination anymore unless they overpay to agree, be honest with you. Agreed. And so if, we, if Jalen Carter is going to be a 50, 50 and it's not the, Oh, well, whoever it is, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, we're happy either way. That scenario is kind of off the board for right now. Obviously the bears need to do their due diligence of whether they want to roll the dice on him or not. But all of a sudden now the Col- Colts isn't that cushy of a landing spot for the bears anymore. And to me, it's, it's, it's almost hedging our bets because we do the two move. So worst case scenario, we don't want to be caught in one. Okay. If everything dries up, if Ryan Poles is a big liar, which is very possible, that all this stuff is just bullshit. It could be. He's playing it's the game. A, is this, is this a Jim Carrey movie? The yeah, he's, he's playing the game. You know, I I, yeah. I, I like it. But yeah. it could all be for naught. 
Worst case scenario, we get stuck in two and we get Will Anderson. Blue chip, game changer, monster pass rusher. We're good to go. We get a, a you know, we get a second from Texans or whatever we decide couple to get things, from them right. as, as well. A couple of things, which could turn into Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins. Just saying. Very that's true. that's second. So worst case scenario, we're in two. But what's likely to happen is that's going to feed the fire to all these hungry teams. And in the next couple of days, I think next week, rather, we're going to find out what's going on with A-Rod. It's looking like it might be the Jets. This could break by the end of this podcast that it's the Jets. That's mm-hmm. a that's that's what we would want as Bears fans because that keeps the Raiders hungry. That keeps the Panthers hungry. Someone's going to overspend on Jimmy G. And then the last two quarterback needy teams are going to be freaking out to get that two spot, to get ahead of the Colts because yeah. the, the Colts should stay at four for the Bears because we want to entice teams with with urgency to jump the Colts. We want to say the Colts are going to get C.J. Stroud and the Seahawks are interested in Anthony Richardson. Yep. You guys are in the teams, you or the Panthers, you're at nine. You got to get your dude for the next couple of years. Like, screw this Sam Darnold stuff. Come up and get him. Give us, give us Burns, give us a 2024 and a 2025 first and get your guy. And then we'll sneak back there and we'll get Skoransky and we'll get the biggest freaking O-lineman available. And then we'll, we'll fix all the holes in free agency, you know, and in futures trips. Like the, the big thing too is guys, eye on the prize. The goal is not to make the best 2023 Bears team. That that it can't. We have too many needs. Like yeah. it can't, the, the boat's too leaky. Like we can't fix it this year. You get the bumper. You get the engine. You know, fixed. I know I'm now I'm doing like mixing my boat and car analogies, but you get it. You guys get the freaking point, okay? You shine the rudders. <laughs> I don't know. You get a sail. Is there are there sails on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying though. It, yeah, it, starboard. Yeah. So over Aft. the years, over the years, we, we can fill the other holes and there's yeah. going to be strengths in next year's draft class that mm-hmm. aren't in this year's draft class that we can go, okay, you know, maybe we don't get, you know, the corner opposite Jalen Johnson this year or whatever mm-hmm. we decide. Maybe that's just a veteran guy we can bring in, you know, a Bradbury to plug the hole, but next year's class is so deep or next year is when we're going to get our young wide receiver and let Mooney go or whatever the case may be. I think we need to be thinking of this in a two or three year big picture plan and just go, okay, what's the draft presenting us this year? Let's, 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 let's tap it for its strengths and let's stay away from its weaknesses because those are the, you know, you're just not playing the odds at that point. Right. Uh, Tony guy, Davis bull here on believe in bears. Uh, Our final topic is going to be the quarterback carousel that you just uh, hinted at and intimated at. My final question for you is, and this is kind of the, the one thing that sort of worries me about all this there's so much excitement and anticipation and opportunity and flexibility for the chicago bears i i have my doubts at the wide receiver position just based on what's out there what we're going to be able to do and where we're going to be positioned wherever it lands in the draft and i said this on a previous show and i'm going to kind of reiterate it again and i want bears fans to understand this is that you you don't want to have a guy who at the beginning of his sentence, you have to say if he can. 
Jacoby Myers, perfect example. If he can get more targets, if he can, you know, if, if the Bears can dot, 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 any of those guys, I'm probably not interested in. Unfortunately, Chase Claypool is also an if he can guy, right? If he can get healthy, if he can learn the offense, you know what I mean? On and, and, and on and, and on. And so was Mooney at the beginning of last year. Can he be a one? If he can, if, if, if he, he can, can, if he can be a one and guess what? He, it didn't happen, right? Great receiver. I like him a lot. He's not a number one. We found that out. Our passing game struggled. So I'm a little worried about that. And my question for you is now the Mike Evans is that certainty because it's not an, if he can with Mike Evans is Mike Evans. What Mike Evans brings to the table is dot, dot, dot. What Deandre Hopkins brings to the table is dot, dot, dot. Those are the type of guys that I'm hoping that we can acquire. But I, I, I'm I'm struggling to see it, Dave. Right? I mean, even if we get a guy in the second or third round who's a wide receiver that we like with an upside, he's definitely going to be a little bit of an if he can. My question for you is: If they move to nine, is there any wide receiver in this draft that you're saying, hey, maybe he's not the number nine overall pick, but for the types of need that we have? For the type of money that maybe we've already spent in free agency on D tackle, defensive line, offensive line. I mean, would Jackson Smith and Jigba blow your mind if the Bears took him at nine? Would that be too hard of a swing? You know, what would be your take on maybe them trying to prioritize a need that maybe the rest of the market can't provide for them at this time? Yeah, my short answer is no. There are no wide receivers in this draft that I think are worth taking in the first 15 picks. And that especially includes Jackson Smith because first off, we're hearing a lot of people unknowingly talk about the built-in connection. Do you know how many passes JSN caught from Justin Fields, Joey? Do you know? Ooh, I'm going to say less than 20. 10. Ah, that's a strong connection. That's Brandon Marshall to Jay Cutler all over again, if you ask me. Like, Dante Pettis has caught more passes from has a better rapport. I get they, I get they, they probably speak the same lingo. They went to the, you know, they, they, you know, there was a mentoring there, and obviously he wants to, but this isn't Chris Olave. This isn't Garrett Wilson. This isn't like a, a mind meld. This is everybody who is looking for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know, right. th that connection, the Tua, you know, uh, Alabama connection. But it, guys, this isn't it. And this is a slot receiver who is very good at what he does, but. The best comp for him is Jarvis Landry. So are you going out of your way to get the next Jarvis Landry? Have you ever said, oh, this draft is bereft of tiny Jarvis slot receivers? <laughs> yeah, like, guys, it's not in this draft class. Well, so so, so then you're with me, though, Dave, of like, I, I, don't, I don't see a path right now where the Chicago Bears vastly improve their wide receiver room. I can see them improve it incrementally. I mean, I know that we want to talk about Mike Evans and the trade scenario, but, uh, you know, we're just saying that as as a, as a fit. Like, I'm just trying to prep Bears fans that we, we keep talking about weapons for Justin Fields, weapons for Justin Fields. I don't know if we're going to get that at wide receiver this year. I, I don't see it right now. Yeah, and I don't want to speak out both sides of my mouth, but I'll say this. The pro argument for JSN is this. I understand from a top-down perspective to – show my quarterback who has had a very rough off season as far as 
feeling supported by his organization and his media, I'll say, I wouldn't mind going, we couldn't get your guy last year, but you're no matter what you're saying, this is your guy and we're going to get him for you. I, mm. I, I'm okay with the message that that sends Justin Fields. And I do think having a premier route runner that we could have for the next six years, you know, a guy who can maybe get open on that first read, right? Sure. With that quickness. Sure. Who, who, who can be know. like our Julian Edelman, 90 receptions, always where he needs to be. And maybe we don't have that outside presence, you know, whatever. And maybe we get that over time. I'm okay with that. I, 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 I am, but I will also say there are, there are no other wide receivers not named JSN that I am even considering in the first round because this Quentin Johnson thing, this Jordan Addison thing, I, I think they end up being wide receivers eight and 10 last year. Like I really do. And I just, and then the capital, I don't understand why we're spending that, that ideal capital. What I do think is we could get a possible uh, guy who we use at right tackle for, for the remainder of, of the next couple of years, we could get uh, a pass rusher who could, plausibly be our guy for a long time who could be on the mic we could we could find that person mm -hmm. in the trenches or you know that person is there in this year's draft at the top and i think it makes the most sense is if we're going back and accumulating all these future picks and we still have all this cap space to try and get one of those players like at the strength. I mean, we, we talk about this, Joey, in, in, in fantasy football all the time. Tears, right? Yeah. You, you draft with tears, right? Would you rather have a guy who's really in wide receiver, like a three tier, but he just, he's at the top of that tier or the tier one offensive lineman, tier one defensive tackle, tier one defensive end. Like that is what we should be thinking about. And in the 10, 12 range, man. And that's why, and that's why, Dave. I'm, I I think we're gonna do a lot of good things in the off season. I think we're gonna improve our roster. I think we're gonna walk into training camp feeling a lot better than what's consistent, what's on the roster right now, which obviously isn't much because they need to sign a bunch of guys. But I do think, at the end of the day, I still think the biggest question mark is gonna be at that wide receiver position because I just don't see a world, barring um, some sort of trade, or you know, Michael Thomas comes back from the dead or something where they, and even when though, and even in those scenarios, I still think we're going to have question marks about that bears room. And, and I, I just want bears fans to be prepared for that. That's all. Final, final question to you, Joey, mm -hmm. the commanders are at, what'd you say? 15, is yeah, 15. It? I think it's 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we get news tomorrow. Jimmy Garoppolo signs with the Panthers. They go off the table. Okay. Raiders don't seem like they, they, they're going to settle for doing. Will Levis or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. Our Hail Mary attempts becomes the commanders. Uh-huh. We do the deal. We get a ton of future picks. The commanders move to two or wherever we end up. We're at 15. Mm -hmm. Okay. Monty is a Bronco or somewhere oh or somewhere. Oh boy. Uh-huh. Bijan Robinson is on the board. What do you do? 
At 15, man, um, I'm probably okay with it. Um, as a Bears fan, uh, uh, forgive me, I'm probably having uh, past trauma of my first question with B. John Robinson is can he pass block? Because uh, we know that Khalil Herbert can't, right? And I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest reason why David Montgomery is still even in the conversation. Um, of consideration of whether he should return to the Bears is because the dude can pass block. He can stick his nose into somebody, and all we're talking about is protecting Justin Fields, and we know that Khalil Herbert can't do that. And having a guy, especially when you run play action, and some of the things that we're going to want to do offensively with Justin Fields, it's almost a mandate that you have to have that. But, Dave, to you, you, know, you brought up the point earlier. Um, it isn't so much about a position. It's about spacing on the field and how you get the ball into different people's hands in different situations. And part of the thing that I was at a time intrigued with Saquon Barkley, maybe signing with the Chicago bears, which will not happen because he signed his friend. He's going to be franchise checked by the giants is, can you imagine a shotgun set and an RPO read of Bijan Robinson on the left and Justin Fields on the right? And you tell me aspiring linebackers, which way are you going? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And look, and I think that that can, I think when you have something that can kind of tip the leverage a little bit offensively, something, and look, I know you don't draft uh, running backs in the first round, right? But when you had a guy like Tyreek Hill on the Kansas City Chiefs, that leverage tipper, that's what made them so special early on. And that's what made Travis Kelsey so special. It all worked in concert together. And I think Bijan Robinson could be a type of guy, like you said, I mean, it, what what if he's the best guy on your board? What if you live by that philosophy of we take the best guys on the board at the time? The guy is supposedly supposed to be just like Saquon Barkley. And just by watching the tape, the dude looks actually maybe not as strong and as powerful as Saquon, but looks just as fast, maybe more quick. And the footwork in between the tackles is absolutely dazzling. Um, and if you like David Montgomery going uh, doing some skiing in between the tackles, just wait till you see B. John Robinson. So honestly, I, I wouldn't be upset with that. And we've had this long conversation about wide receivers. Maybe that's the offensive weapon, Dave. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be upset. I really yeah. wouldn't. I think, again, to me, big picture, it's just about getting essentially a blue chip player. To me, Bijan Robinson is the only running back that's a blue chip player. There are no blue chip wide receivers this year. Um, there are maybe four, four pass rushers that are blue chip players that we could use. I feel like um, maybe a handful of offensive linemen, two cornerbacks. You know, but just do the math on that with four quarterbacks. That's get you know go much further than than pick fifteen, and we're probably not getting that player this year but that's okay yeah. if we know we can get it for the next two years multiple picks in the first yeah and, and my other my maybe my final one on, on Bijan robinson is you know it's a double-edged sword right and the point that i'm trying to make is i think a lot of people will say well these certain teams are so talented they've got everything they need they're just missing this one piece but look at all the teams that are supposedly linked to Bijan robinson in these drafts and they're all incredible franchises, all right? There's rumors about would the Eagles take him at 10. There's the Baltimore Ravens at 22. The Kansas, I'm sorry, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills also rumored to be possibly taking him. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, would they take us? You know, all these teams are straight up major contenders. 
And a lot of these mock drafts are saying, put this guy in there. And, you know, you I mean, you got to kind of read between the lines of both sides of that one um, as well. Dave, um, we're going to get you out of here on one topic. Final topic. We got to talk some quarterbacks really quick. Yep. Um, who holds the most cards right now in this domino effect of quarterbacks in the NFL, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? I think it's definitely Aaron Rodgers. And I think my, <laughs> my other answer would be uh, the owners because all of a sudden they have just dried up Lamar's market. Like this is so strange to me, Joey. I don't know what's going on, but I can you remember a time where a former MVP, a dude who lit up the league, is kind of available. All you need to do is match him. And we just saw Derek Carr go for a four-year deal. Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson is available if people want him. And within 24 hours, teams are going tripping over themselves to get on Twitter to be like, oh, it ain't us. No, 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 no. We don't want Lam- we don't want Lamar. It it it's very confusing to me, especially when people threw the house in guaranteed money at Deshaun Watson. We've just seen all this money float around for Daniel Jones, Derek Carr not even close to the tier Lamar Jackson is in what's going on, Joe? Like, what am I missing here? Can I, can I, can I ask you a intensely hyperbolic question? Yeah. But I'm not sure if I fully believe, but it's worth considering and debating is Deshaun Watson. The worst thing that's happened to the NFL in the last 15 years, 100%. And I, I don't even have to think about that. It not just, not, not not, just, and that the trade request it, All the off-field stuff aside, yes, and now the fact that the Cleveland Browns gave him the guaranteed $254 million, and now an MVP like Lamar Jackson can't get paid because the Cleveland Browns went so overboard on a guy yep. that it's now screwing up the market where the rest of these owners now are like, cut this shit out. And it sucks because, I mean, I don't know him personally, but so far, Lamar doesn't seem like a trash human, and he's being punished, and he has he has overcome tons of odds already to get to this place. And now he's not going to get paid the way he deserves to be. He's not going to get that guaranteed money because now everyone is to what I'm talking about. Trigger word guaranteed is now the new trigger word of the NFL because what is it? 230 million was guaranteed in the Deshaun Watson deal guaranteed for a dude who is a trash human. That's not a hot take, Joey. It's just what he is. <laughs> well, and look, let's just let's just keep it on the field. The guy refused to play football until the Texans traded him, right? I mean, so there was already on the field stuff going on with him already. That was just the way just the way he's conducted debacle yeah. conducted the offseason, conducted himself through the process. Like it, it's been weird. It set the whole thing ajar. Like everything is like the. Uh, uh, What's the Stranger Things? The the underworld. The upside uh, down. Ups- we're in the upside down, Joe. We're in the quarterback upside down market where yeah. Derek Carr is a hot commodity. Do you know how many playoff games Derek Carr's won? Because I've won the exact same amount of playoff games. Joey. He hasn't won one. No. It's freaking zero. He he's almost a, beat the Bengals two years he's ago. He's a loser, Joey. 
All right, you can use you can use that clip to sell this uh, episode. <laughs> Derek Go. Carr. That's isn't that what NFL media does? Anyways, they just fucking talk in hot takes. Derek Carr's a loser. How now many? Hold on, guys? Dave. Now hold on, Dave. No, can I finish? No, can I finish, Dave? Hold on. Can I finish? Great. But, it's great communication. But that's but that's that's what we're dealing with here. And Aaron Rodgers obviously holds all the cards right now because. He's the only one that have teams tripping over themselves. The, the Jets are like, uh, okay, uh, Sauce, Garrett Wilson, you're getting on a plane. We're going to talk to Aaron. Okay, we're bringing him some New York bagels, a slice of pizza. Uh, we're going to get him Broadway tickets to Hamilton. They're like, it's not on Broadway anymore. He's like, well, get him the tickets. And they're going to go talk to A-Rod and sell him on New York. And if the Raiders weren't so cash-stricken, They'd be in this conversation, and I'm sure all the other teams have reached out to Aaron Rodgers. So he holds well, all the cards. He has the suitors. The, if you're the Jets, Dave, I mean, there's really no other option. And it is, it, it's, it's really funny that they're, they're. It's not even Zach Wilson isn't even a consideration right now, right? And I think Jimmy G's market. I mean, I think Jimmy G could play the market, and the Jets could sign him, but he'll probably get top dollar. Right. You know, I could see Jimmy G going to a different area. You know, he can go to the Buccaneers, he can go to the Raiders, you know, maybe he goes back to the Patriots, Falcons, whatever, and probably take a modest deal, a prove it deal, a one year deal, and try and win some football games for them. But yeah. the Jets, they're going to have to pay probably a dollar and a half for Jimmy G. And if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, they have a ready made roster. They can't get to the top of the draft. So the thing with the Raiders a little bit is I think that they're probably cool to wait and see because I think that they believe one of those four quarterbacks is going to make it to them at seven no matter what. And honestly, if you do the math, the Cardinals aren't taking a quarterback. The Seahawks are probably 50-50, and the Bears are in the mix too as well. So they like their odds right now. They're probably, you know, if they're in Vegas, which they are, the Raiders, they're thinking that their probability is pretty high. But if you're the Jets, though, and you don't land Aaron Rodgers, um, what's the backup plan? Because I, I don't see one. I guess it's Jimmy G. I guess it's Jimmy G, but we don't even know his health and everything like that. And then the, the interesting thing about the New York Jets is they kind of are built to win now. Like they might be Look, a quarterback Bryce, away. Bryce Hall comes back. Bryce Hall comes back next year. They have a strong offensive line. I mean, an okay offensive line, but a talented defense, great, yes. great wide receiver. They're ready to roll, man. I mean, of course, you know, you, you are, you're saying to yourself, you know, you're going to the division with a Dolphins team that, in theory, is on the rise. I don't know. They could be a team that could possibly take a step back next year after some goodwill this past year. But, you know, they they got to go up against the Bills. I get that. But, I mean, I don't know. The The Raiders one is interesting with me and Lamar Jackson. I'll be honest with you. But you, as you mentioned, the financials, which, you know, sports fans, we don't really think about. We just think about putting guys on teams. That's a real deal. Well, um, might be a difficult thing to get around. Well, what makes me what, what makes what's what reeks to me, Joey, is that this on paper was a slam dunk for the Falcons. What a one two punch back to the Saints. Saints signed Derek Carr. You're just coming off a, an offense designed around Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, two guys who are mobile quarterbacks who have big arms. The offense is already set up for it. The dude walks into a, a a big market, you know, and and kills it. Like I, th to me, it was like Lamar Jackson to the Falcons. Put it in pen. It's gonna happen. 
Well, and, real and, quick, he becomes the best quarterback in the NFC, no? Easily. Easily. Instantly. The the second the the before the ink dries, Joey. But they were the first ones to come out and be like, oh, we keep hearing our name attached to to him. No, 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 we're 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 out. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. I don't so, get it. So something is weird, something's fishy about all of this. Um yeah, it's 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 a weird situation. I and I honestly I, I feel bad for Lamar. I do. Yeah, I want it, honestly, I want him to get his money. A, a weird star crossed one that I keep thinking about. I kind of brought it up during the season, but you know, this is the type of off season that is so perfectly set up for the Rams to do something crazy like this. Oh, buddy, I haven't even thought of them at, at this whole time, but you know what though? But like this is I, I this that this is the part that I I'm kind of struggling with a little bit is I I understand that you can't force someone to do something, but I am really surprised that they're just kind of letting Matt Stafford come back. Not not figuring out a way to put him on some sort of long-term injury reserve or I mean the guy's had so many concussions and his back is know, all jacked up. His back, dude, he fractured his back. The the I think it was the weekend that you got married. You fractured it, so that was like you know a couple of years ago at least. He's still dealing with that. He's had a shoulder problem. He's had finger problems. He's had a wrist problem. He's had an elbow problem. He's had multiple concussions. The guy's won a Super Bowl. He's got nothing to prove to anyone. He's good in Los Angeles for the rest of his life. He's making a ton of money. They could figure out how to do it with insurance. I don't understand why they didn't convince him to retire and walk away. And the Rams aren't in the sweepstakes right now for the Aaron Rodgers, the Lamar Jacksons in the world. Because let's be honest, you got Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and, you know, name a bunch of other guys in the team, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they do have an actual window to compete for at least one more Super Bowl in the next couple of years. The quarterback is the linchpin of it all. And running back Matt Stafford, I, I just think is a, is a mistake. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. And I'm surprised that that happened and that they're not in the mix on this. I don't know. It's random. Well, Joey, it's funny you bring up the Rams, and I and I'll 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 end it with this because I didn't get to give you my full plan for the Bears in free agency. So, oh, just 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 hear me out. This is this okay. is what I think the Bears should do. This is easy peasy. This is going to get our team back. This is going to rebuild the team, Joey. We need a new Bears offense, right? We need a new look offense. So we start with the Rams, right? We need a pass rush, okay? So we signed somebody, you know, someone who can rush the passer. I heard there's this guy, uh, bless you, uh, Floyd something, Lenny Lenny Floyd. Right, get okay. Him. Yeah, he can rush the passer, okay? There's a guy, we need another pass rusher out there, a big guy. He's kind of like a Will Anderson type, um Khalil Mack I believe is his name I just heard oh, he's, if we had he's, him yeah yeah so I heard he's gonna come so we got Leonard Floyd Khalil Mack they'll be pass rushers okay the next thing we have to really sure we need a veteran presence an easy slam dunk wide receiver who's going to get 90 receptions Joey we go back to the Rams we're saying did Allen Robinson really work out with you guys they're like no we sign a guy a Rob okay so we got a Rob Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, right? We need, saying, we need a backup quarterback, Dave. Yes, Joey, because Justin Fields has never completed an entire season. I'm way ahead of you, okay? Well, he needs to be mobile. He needs to understand that, yes, he's going to back up a young gun, okay? The uh -huh. Pittsburgh Steelers just lost a guy named Mitchell Trubisky, okay? He is serviceable. He started a few games for them, but he is already backing up Kenny Pickett. He was on a one-year deal. We go out and get this kid, Mitch Trubisky, okay? He's basically like a, a 
lamer, slower Justin Fields kind of, and he's our backup quarterback. So those are my free agency targets. Joey Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, Allen. Wait a minute. What did you just do? Wait a minute. You know what? You know what makes you know what makes this all better? Where am I? Joey, what makes this all better though is look no further than who just won the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that we've been defensive minded, but they just hired an offensive coordinator there. And what better to pick off the top of the tree than the new offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs? What's his name? Naji? Naji? Nagi. Naji. Naji. I mean, dude, and I gotta be honest, we owe the coach of last year's Texans a lot. We really do. I mean, he basically handed us the number one pick. I say we sign that guy. What's his name? Um, <laughs> I'm in love with him. What's it? Something love? Uh, Mr. Smith? Yeah, lovey dovey Smith. Lovey dovey Smith. We sign <laughs> that guy. We bring back Matt Nagy. We get Khalil Mack, Floyd. Uh, you know, Joey, is Jordan Howard still playing? Hey, you know what, though? Like, you, you, I love what you're doing right now. But to, to be very fair, you know, Ryan Poles, you know, the free agency signings last year haven't been haven't weren't very successful but was he really shooting for the moon and the stars and that one no but you know what though the people that we've let go over the last couple of years i mean they're back on the market buddy they're already back they're they're already back on the market market. and we have over 90 million dollars in cap space and look yes i I, of all those i i heard a weird rumor and i think it's just one of those things that we do now where could khalil mack return to the bears um, I wouldn't be upset with it. I got his jersey sitting in my closet, so I'd be happy to Same. throw that one back on. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that, you know, polls didn't move on from all those guys. And you're looking around, and now those guys are uh, pretty readily available. And everyone's trying to get out of their contract to save some money. So, uh, Dave, we got to get out of here, man. That was awesome. We covered a lot of ground. This was Believe in Bears. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus when you use on your first deposit when you use the promo code. Only the promo code. B-L-E-A-V. 50% off. Make sure you check that out. Thank you for tuning in on TuneIn, SiriusXM, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with another episode with Corey Wooten very, very soon. But I want to thank you so much, my tidy guy, David Rispoli, for hopping on. You want to toss out your socials or any way that people can check out your comments as things get more entertaining here in the NFL by the day. Uh, they can just follow me at it's Dave Rispoli, or they can check out all my football content at Rotoballer NFL on TikTok, Joey. And as always, bear down, people. Let's get excited. Bear. Let's get excited. Every day's a new day. Be well, be safe. Please be Woo. good to each other. More content coming. Thanks for listening to this one. We hope to have you for the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.